And now it's time to go to therapy. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Obi-Wan! Hello and welcome to Star Wars Therapy, the show where we talk about Star Wars and life. Although things are a little different here today, I have a confession to make, guys. Me and Alex and Steven recorded a great episode on droids and whether or not they make sense in the Star Wars universe. It was actually my favorite thing we'd recorded. We got into a lot of really interesting discussions about sentience and labor and all that kind of fun stuff that gets tied in with the droids. But unfortunately, I made a mistake and I did not properly export my audio track so i only have two sides of that conversation so we just aren't going to be able to have that and have a normal episode this month which does suck and i am sorry about that but we were able to scrape up two kind of mini follow-up episodes to our last two episodes the first one is steven's reading of part of our fan fiction which we will get to in a minute and then the second one which will follow it up is me reviewing the halcyon legacy comic that we talked about in our january episode so without further ado star wars therapy proudly presents the ballad of Benji Musso. It was a sunny day on Coruscant. Nothing unusual to note. The hover bikes and commuter freight ships were zipping through the streets. The droids were beeping their tunes, and the death sticks smelled as deadly as ever. But all of that was about to change for one Benji Musso. I love this already. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I gotta take a minute. I'm, I'm holding it back. For some reason, when you said that, I just started picturing him like walking down the street as like the song in our intro. <laughs> yeah, plays. no, I know. Like, I know. I'm, that, I'm picturing it as I'm saying it. Benji had only been a custodian at the Coruscant Jedi Temple for about three months before things got a little crazier than usual. He was 27, 230 pounds, <laughs> balding, and kind of shaped like a lunchbox with two sticks jabbed into the sides that he called arms. Benji had held a distaste for clones from a young age, given that his twin brother, Genji, took his favorite mop, Jennifer, when they were boys. <laughs> for this reason as well, Benji had... <laughs> Wait, did we name the mop Jennifer? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I, had, his mop, look, Jennifer I've Lopez. I've out, all right? <laughs> For this reason as well, Benji had always harbored a hatred for children as well. I said as well twice. We, we fast forward to his meeting with the librarian, Jocasta New. Oh, Benji, said an elderly <laughs> librarian. Sorry. Whew. Oh, Benji, said elderly librarian, Jocasta New, coyly. I love it when you nestle your face into my wrinkles and call me by my real name, Snoke. <laughs> At that moment, ben Benji was awestruck. Me too, babe. I love doing super specific things for you. Just then, they hear a knock, crash, and a bang come from the temple entrance. Benji grabs his trusty mop, Jasmine, and <laughs> checks on the situation. <laughs> Wait, her name's Jasmine. Yeah, his brother took Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Benji grabs his trusty mop, Jasmine, and checks on the situation. What came next would be described as by Benji as a mild inconvenience. After sneaking through the mayhem in his uh, blaster-proof cardboard box, Benji heard muttering in the distance. Mr. Skywalker, there's too many 
What are we going to do? <laughs> Followed by silence. <laughs> Being as silence was the only thing that he craved at the moment, he followed the, mutter the muttering. After witnessing what could only be described as upsetting to most, Benji had only this to say in wake of the piles of dead children. I'm not cleaning that up. Now the name Benji Musso will never be uttered again. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Halcyon Legacies The Storm on the Horizon Part 1. It's uh, written by Ethan Sachs, art by Will Sliney, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg, and lettering by VCs Joe Sabino. This is, well, it's not good, y'all. That's not unsurprising considering what it is, but I had kind of very mild hopes for it, which it didn't meet. Some technically proficient art and dialogue just isn't enough to save what is clearly a corporate mandated story, with the ultimate payoff to this first issue being a explanation of the lightsaber training room, which I'm sure will be most people's favorite part of the Galactic Star Cruiser experience. Unfortunately, it just doesn't make for a very interesting story here. I will continue to make fun of Galactic Star Cruiser. It is an extremely easy target because it is excessively inaccessible, but it isn't just because it's an easy dunk that I'm going to keep making fun of it. There is something that I just don't like about it. It's, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Keep in mind, I would 100% go if I had the chance. Galactic Star Cruiser does sound really fun, and I don't think that Disney is just inflating prices dramatically. I do think if you go, you will see every dollar you spend on display. However, it does just kind of come off as conspicuous consumption. That's what separates Galactic Star Cruiser from toy lightsabers or Baby Yoda shirts, which are just as central, if not more central, to the more cynical profit motive of Star Wars. When you buy those, it's a kid trying to emulate their favorite characters on screen, or it's broadcasting that you like The Mandalorian. However, when you go to Galactic Star Cruiser, no matter your intent, no matter how much fun you're going to have there, it is ultimately a status symbol. It is broadcasting that you have a a certain amount of money. And if you do have the money to go there, more power to you. Like I said, I think I would have a really good time. However, it does take up a really weird space in the Star Wars fandom, where most of Star Wars is reasonably accessible to people, this isn't. And not only is it not accessible, but that seems to be not a bug, but a feature. This is the Louis Vuitton bag equivalent in the Star Wars universe, and frankly, I'm just not a fan. Now you could rightfully point out that I have talked a little bit more about Galactic Star Cruiser than I have the actual comic I'm reviewing, but that's because this comic couldn't exist without Galactic Star Cruiser. This story has no standalone artistic merit. It is solely vertical integration. I said on that January episode that I thought there was some potential here, but I was wrong. There isn't. This is soulless, and the only imitations of life you see is the residual charm of pre-established High Republic characters or the fleeting visual of an Ugnaught in mech armor. Halcyon's Legacy is not a comic book, it's an advertisement, and one for something that I can never afford and that I spent $4 on. I guess I'll chalk that up to, well, at least I supported my local comic book store, but uh, for you at least, I would not waste my money on this. 
And there you have it, our mini episode to replace our sadly lost droids episode. Um, And I hope you enjoyed it. But not too much, because like we said, we're never going to talk about Benji Musso again, and I really don't like being negative, so I think I'm going to try to avoid covering things as blatantly bad as Halcyon Legacy. But either way, we will see you again next month for another episode of Star Wars Therapy, where I will be reunited with my co-hosts so that we can talk about Star Wars and life.